0: I'm Ray, born in St. Catharines, Ontario, raised in Sydney, Nova Scotia, and now
1: living in Ottawa, Ontario. Hi, I'm Siggy, also born in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. You're listening to the Halo Halo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting on the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Nishinbeg people.
0: And I'm back in my childhood home, podcasting from Unamaki, the unceded land of the Mi'kmaq. So welcome to our Taste Test episode, where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet and we tell you all about what we think about
1: it. <laughs> on this episode of the Taste Test, our guest host, Ray, who's filling in for Jez as he's on location, we sampled a debut novel by creative director, reality TV personality, Jay Manuel, entitled The Wig, The Bitch, and the Meltdown. Welcome, Ray, back to the virtual studios of Hollow Hollow Podcast. Thank you so much for filling in for Jezzy. My pleasure. I'm so happy to be back. You know what? It was that whip-smart taste test we did on The Politician. I was craving it. Jezzy's like, I'll have a break. I'm like, perfect. I'll bring Ray back in because, I mean, listeners, you already know, this is season three. One of the people I turn to about pop culture is my great friend Ray, who I've been friends with for, like, what, 15 years It's been like that, right? it's
0: getting close, I think,
1: yeah. And we haven't aged a bit.
0: (laughs) No, I look younger now than I did the day we met.
1: I know, you look like a little baby. Well, anyway, let's get right down to it. We know what we tasted. What did you think this book tastes like to you?
0: So, (laughs) my my older sister and my nieces and I went to get brunch at this really great restaurant here in Sydney, Mm -hmm. Plug for Selkies, (laughs) and... They sell a bunch of really interesting things and and they have some like gourmet cotton candy. Mm -hmm. And Molly really wanted to try this marshmallow cotton candy. And it looked, you know, it was big, white, fluffy cotton candy. It looked like a marshmallow in a little container. And she opened it up and we had a little taste and it looked like a marshmallow. but it tasted like a coconut. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looked like it should taste like a marshmallow. It was white and fluffy. It seemed, you know, totally like this was going to be marshmallow cotton candy. Uh That's what I feel about this book. Like, it's supposed to be a work of fiction, but I almost feel like it's a thinly disguised work of reality with just enough woven in there that might not be true.
1: I'm tasting that marshmallow, but no, it is coconut flavored cotton candy. I would equate it to, like, Coke Zero. I love Coke Zero, but we all know, listeners too, Ray and I know this, we all know it's Diet Coke. Dressed up in black, so heteronormative males won't feel annoyed drinking Diet Coke. The book and the reality have blurred the lines. You totally nailed that on the head. I agree with you. But you know what? I'm going to ask you, can you quickly tell our listeners a quick synopsis of what exactly this book is about?
0: This book finds our protagonist with the kind of thinly veiled name of Pablo Michaels (laughs) backstage at a Michael Kors show. This is the very beginning, so I'm giving nothing away here (laughs) uh, and trying to resolve an issue that has been created Mm -hmm. between the designer and the supermodel Keisha Cash. Hmm. And so this sort of starts out, sets up that Keisha Cash is now a plus-sized model, which I think probably means she's like a size eight. But <laughs> let's face it. So she's yeah. now a plus-sized model. She was, you know, the supermodel mm-hmm. a few years ago, but she's a little older now and perhaps not as thin and as popular as she wants to been. advantage. She's super sensitive about this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it starts out and, and things are happening fast and furious and, Pablo Michaels saves the day. He gets, I won't tell the whole story, but he gets her to come back and, and, you know, the show goes on and, and then they sort of go off together after the show instead of hanging at the after party and they bond over ice cream and other foods and, and like spilling sort of gossip to each other about their lives and all of a sudden they're inseparable. Right. So, like, right away, it's like, huh, this relationship seems familiar. I
1: think so, and I'm thinking we're going to progress to talk more about that. Now, this cotton candy you equate to the buck and this Coke Zero, well, let's tell our listeners, was it worth this pop culture calories? So,
0: <laughs> I only ate one bite of this cotton candy, so how many calories can there really be in <laughs> a bite of cotton candy? Uh-huh. But, but that said, I really did unexpectedly love this book it was such a mix of what is probably fact and what is definitely fiction Mm -hmm. that it left me in so many moments thinking oh my god is that what really happened here and then thinking wait do i even know who they're talking about right
1: yeah you totally (laughs) raised the questions that were in my mind like i know my coke zero has zero calories so i mean considering it's not an issue without the risk of extra calories it is what it is it's a first novel Inspired, which, like you said, veiled as a possible tell-all. You do the math. And let's get right into the fact. I appreciate what, you, what it reminds you of. I think you allude this, too. Would you like to say that this would be, like, the reality TV version of, like, a Devil Wears Prada light or heavy?
0: Yeah, in some ways, I think so. I think it definitely is. In other ways, I feel like like it reminded me of the early days of our friendship, where we really bonded <laughs> over episodes of America's Next Top Model. exactly. Gossip Girl. Like, it was almost a little weird mix of both of those things, because there was a Gossip Girl element to Pablo Michaels.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah. So it made me really think about really the early days where we would like hang out and eat cheese and bread and, and watch reality tv
1: like two nights a week like i would hang at your place and this is like the mid-aughts folks and appropriately now jesse and i have curated like the taste tests and stuff and i wanted to bring ray in because this episode ties to our reality television episode so i thought this is the perfect venue to bring back atm and this big discussion so yeah this is so (laughs) mid-aughts But I know that we're going to talk about it because they're trying to force it to be current. And I think Ray hits the talks about it. So what else did you appreciate about this novel?
0: So I loved how meta this book is. Like, it's so meta that there is even a moment in the book where J. Manuel is himself (laughs) talking about how he's working on this project that is super meta. (laughs) <laughs> which is in the disguise of the project is obviously this book. <laughs> and there's just so many moments where it's like that, where it's it, there's such a current reference tucked in there, where it's like self-referential. And mm-hmm. I really did like that part about this book.
1: Did you find okay. like it was being forced for the 2020 vibe? Like when you hear in the book, when Pablo Michael says like, hashtag this, I'm like, listen, Honey, you're Rh in her 40s <laughs> writing this book. I know you're trying to be relevant, trying to make it for, like, the millennials reading this novel. But I'm like, dude, we wouldn't have had it come in, like, earlier. I don't think those references in. But I think you're right the way that you say they're tucked in, like, these references to make it current 2020. Yeah, for sure. And and there's
0: a bunch of like <laughs> them. The Instagramming moments and the, you mm-hmm. know because like, there's the whole thing about the selfie cams and the, oh, that's the, right. like, the halo lights for selfies and all that stuff. So there are moments where you can really tell that parts of the book were crafted before like the Me Too movement, although that's it right. does reference that's right. in some places. Mm-hmm. Because there are some interesting scenes, I think, where when you apply the 2020 lens about life to some of the things that happen in the book, it's actually a little bit horrifying. And I think like there are some moments where people might have some real difficulty understanding where the story is going and why it's going in that direction. It all comes together in the end for parts of it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it definitely made me think about how much of ANTM, America's Next Top Model, was not great in light of how we view the world today versus how we really thought about it in 2007.
1: It's totally it. I love that you're picking up on this because, and I'm just going to use a quick example, and I know that Jay Manuel was pretty smart. He released this book in August and without, throughout summer, during pandemic summer, Ray and I were talking about, hey, did you watch Jay Manuel's like, IG? On his Instagram channel, he had people, from ATM from every single season talk about their season and the issues that we didn't even see where I remember one, it was petite season and Sunday was on it and they were talking about, remember the photo shoot where they were all dressed Hapa? They all just yes. Hapa. And I was like, oh my God, that was really inappropriate. Like and, super inappropriate. Super but inappropriate. At the time. At the time it, it wasn't that it
0: wasn't or that it was appropriate at the time. I guess it was that we didn't really question
1: Exactly. It's funny for the model to say, I felt a little uncomfortable. And you're like, oh, wow. It was such a neat tie in where you're right, right? Like this book is meta. And he even put it down by doing that Instagram channel and all stuff. It was a great tie into the book. And just making the the reader going, oh, man, what is real? What is fiction? It was just a blurred line. It was tea spilling. Let's be honest. It was like you and I at Buckingham Palace, like sipping tea at the highest tea time.
0: It was. And it was just like, there were so many moments where I was like, oh my God, that really did happen. I'm sure that's real. And then I thought, no, that can't be real.
1: But what if it's real? I know, and listeners, <laughs> unless you've like really watched Antm, uh, an American Next Top Model, and we'll put it in the show notes. There were some great judges on the show, like Nigel Barker in real life, and then there was what's the alter ego that was sort of inspired by in the book? I forgot his name, Mason, and then Jay Alexander, who you and I loved, who was like a, yeah. the runway queen in real life, and Miss Thing inspired by. I don't want to because if J. Manuel listens to this podcast, I know it's inspired by, but I just was questioning. I think that's what sort of hooked me into this book, where... Well, and yeah. was the Sasha character. Oh, the, yeah. Is that Janice that is Dickinson? Sasha? Was that Janice Dickinson? It must have been, right? <laughs> but then, then I
0: started to think, oh, like, is this Andre Leon Talley?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Right. Yeah, and obviously, folks, if you're not familiar, like, the the lead model in this story, Keisha Cash, Tyra Banks. You don't have to be, like, a detective here. It was very... Ooh, I I think this is what the juiciness of this novel... I think this is what drew, I think, both of us in. They're like, this is Bird Lines. What reality are we in? Like, I think that's one of the other things I appreciated about the novel. I don't know if there's anything further of what else you really, liked, loved about this novel. I think, like, because we were such... America's Next Top Model fans.
0: I think that's what made this book for us, right? I agree. I would love to talk to somebody who read this and never watched that show. I wonder. To understand. Because I feel like the, the story could potentially stand on its own. Right. I have so many questions. <laughs> them, and I wonder how someone who had never read it would react.
1: That's a really good... Yeah. I, hey, you know what? Whoever's listening, listeners at this taste test, read the book. Tell Ray and I what your thoughts are, because you know the next time this, this pandemic's over and you're back in Ottawa with me, you know you and I are going to binge. You're probably coming okay. over. We'll be barbecuing. Like, come on downstairs, <laughs> let's, let's go barbecue, with play Down. with the kids, and be like, okay, let's watch American sex Model and like have the book and be like, what's the truth? What's not? On that end, would you sample this book again? Okay,
0: so <laughs> I don't know if this is like a timeless classic for me. Like, <laughs> You know, I love me some Devil, there's Prada. I and folks,
1: Ray is a big reader. Like, she always has books on the run, whether it's digital, and she loved the smell of books. Like, it's just that Carrie Bradshaw of you of, like, uh, the attraction of books and where you would spend all your money. Sometimes, what did you say? You know what? I'd be really hungry, but I would buy books, and that would feed my soul. That's totally yeah. you. So go, I go do on. Love,
0: I do love me a book. Uh-huh. I like to read new things. I will read things really enjoyed. Yeah. I don't know how much I would love to reread this, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to rewatch some ANTM and then yeah. do a bit of a reread to see if I can figure out who's who. Like, the question about, was that Janice Dickinson?
1: I don't, I'm not sure. Could have been. The, the young models Could've based been. on their, like, bad things they did. And, like, here's the kicker. Not that Ray and I want to spoil it. Those on ANTM, they have these model makeovers. And in the book, it just makes it look like, They're cutting people's hair just to screw with them. Like just to yeah. really put a mind fuck, sorry language uh, on them, just to say, all right, I'm going to really challenge you and take the beauty that you don't think it is. You know that that doesn't. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. And and there, I remember some moments, like makeover moments, where like the models were just beside themselves; they were destroyed by these makeovers. Yeah, there's like a really pivotal makeover in the book. I won't ruin it, but, but the but best this, part. Yeah, there is this particular makeover where the model agrees to do something on a condition and the condition is a really good one. Mm -hmm. And everyone agrees, including Keisha cash Mm -hmm. and then does not follow through in the most deliciously evil way possible.
1: It is. Yeah. It's Machiavellian. It is a really like for that little snippet alone, Ray, without giving much, like that's a reason to read the book. That is a reason to read the book folks.
0: Like I don't think there is a worse thing that this woman could have done
1: to this character,
0: to this character. Like a lot of bad things happen in this book, <laughs> this is the worst one. But in this moment, to this character, the way in which her trust was violated is amazingly Beyond, awful. Yeah, it is a delicious moment of
1: evil in this book.
0: It really is.
1: I wonder where Jay Manuel got his inspiration.
0: And that's the thing, I'm like, oh my god, I have to watch because can I pick this moment out? Did this really
1: happen? I, oh man, tease filling, tease filling. So to whom would you recommend this book?
0: So if you were a fan of ANTM, America's Next Top Model, you will love this book. Yeah, I agree. If you're into fashion, if you know who Jay Manuel is, Mm -hmm. if you have followed his career in any way, you will really enjoy this book. But. I also, like I said before, think that maybe even if you don't know any of this, if this was not your thing, but you're looking for a fun, light read, yeah. something new, this might be a fun, light read and something new. And I'm interested to know whether it really does stand on its own, because it kind of claims that it does. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have picked this up, honestly. Not having known the background and, and mm-hmm. not having been into America's next, next top, top model. model. Yeah. I don't know that this would have attracted me, but mm-hmm. I think maybe could create some new America's next top model fans.
1: And have it come back. Or even like Jay Manuel was Rob. He only did two seasons of Canada's next top model. Yeah. So, back. True. Like, and like the good modeling stuff, not of this Rita Ora VH1, like old school, although, it's, Oh, I'm sorry. Tyra Banks is sort of, I don't know. Jump the shark. Just hosting, dancing with the stars. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's listen, You can see Ray's face right now. She's just the, <laughs> the, the grimace. Yeah. I mean, at the time,
0: I was into it. Like, mm-hmm. I really believed in the premise of the show. I was totally caught up in it. Mm-hmm. You know, we loved the fashion. We loved all the setup. It was really great, but I look back at some of that stuff, and I read articles about behavior and and sort of, you know, because there are some moments, like ANTM moments, they don't pass muster. Uh, Right now, right now, right now, currently.
1: But I just— I don't think Tyra Banks is sorry. I don't think she cares. Time has changed, right? So I maybe it's a call to arms for her to I don't know. I think she has apologized for some of the things in the past, but not everything. And clearly there must be reason why her and Jay Manuel's like relationship is strained. But I will tell you this, Jay Manuel, you got us to buy the book. And we were oh. hooked. Like, in okay, all cold honesty, cold. exactly. Yeah. Like, give us the cotton candy, give us more Coke Zero, because uh, hey, it was the meta, it was blurring the lines, and you know what? during this pandemic and hey we're starting 2021 it's nice to have a little bit of escapism and i think it was in this book it was definitely would have been a beach read for us wouldn't it
0: oh yeah definitely i gonna lie i would read the continuing adventures of pablo michaels
1: oh, oh okay that's hashtag like t like you need to trademark what you just said you may if you <laughs> listen to it my friend ray just offered you a new title for your book and you should option it it should be going on that and that's the best way to end this episode so ray take us out
0: <laughs> so if you have any questions comments concerns you might after this episode <laughs> suggestions for future topics on the hollow hollow podcast email us at hollow culture at gmail.com you can find us on social media Twitter our handle is at hollow hollow pop and on Instagram at hollow hollow
1: we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth and our musical theme is by Chel Turingian. Jesse, we miss you. Ray, thank you so much for stepping in and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks.
0: Thanks for having me again. Bye. Oh,
1: it's always a pleasure, my friends.